Welcome to season two of Overcoming Working Mum Burnout. I'm your host, Dr. Jacqueline Kerr, mum, burnout survivor, behavior change scientist, and TEDx speaker. I interview international burnout experts, HR and DEI leaders, and lifestyle coaches to find out how we can create individual, organizational, and cultural change to prevent burnout. When mums thrive, the world benefits. Each week, when I interview a guest, I ask about specific solutions they recommend for overcoming working mum burnout. And while having ideas for what you can do is the start, as a behavior change scientist and mum, I know how hard it can be to make a new change and develop a new habit that lasts long enough for it to become automatic. That's why I'm doing a mini episode for each guest on their suggested behavior change. If you're in an active state of burnout, managing your stress is important. And sometimes that means taking a total break, especially for many additional goals. Once you're rested, if you're seeking to take an active role in your recovery or prevention of burnout, then having a behavior change plan will help you make the most of your efforts and be more impactful. Last week, I learned about using your body to guide your burnout prevention or recovery with life and career coach, Dr. Lara Kaur. As a reminder, here's a few takeaways from Lara's episode. That's when my body just decided it had enough and there was no pushing through. And I was excellent at pushing through. And so for me, burnout was not so much about cynicism and disconnection as complete, total and utter exhaustion. And just, yeah, just that, that idea of not being able to push through, which was incredibly difficult for me to accept. There's a saying that I really love that I've adjusted slightly, which is your body starts with a whisper and ends with a sledgehammer. And my body was whispering and boy, did I ignore it. I ignored and I ignored and I ignored until the sledgehammer came. And obviously we'd like to have people avoid being burnt out, but it's an incredible opportunity to actually connect with your body and start to really work out what you want and who you are instead of going on automatic pilot our bodies don't let us down with our minds have let our bodies down and what's really happened is that we've ignored what our bodies have needed for so long that that they just have a, essentially a tantrum and say that's it we can rewire our brain to think different thoughts we might have this uh, super highway at the moment this thought that I'm not good enough or that I'm an imposter or People are going to find out I'm a fraud or something like that. But we can create this new little side path that might be a little bit like going through bushland at the start and can feel difficult. But in the end, you'll have this lovely path to walk through instead of which is nourishing and useful that gets you the results that you want in your life instead of that super highway to suffering and all the results you don't want. And we all have that option of, of rewiring our mind-body connection but it's it's essentially just do you want to go to that party or not yes or no your mind will tell you 17 reasons why you have to go and your body doesn't give two hoots about all the reasons right your body is just like no or yes please so it's as simple as that you can apply it to any part of life and it really gives you such insight and it makes your energy go through the roof fulfillment go through the roof just joy you get to know yourself. Start with the premise that there is nothing wrong with you. You have not failed in any way because you are burnt out. 
you have actually been socialised to be in this situation, to give everything, to never rest, to never stop. That is like an ideal woman, right? So it is not your fault. And there's a really nice little trick that you can do, which is basically, I call it, run it through a mediocre white man filter. And it's basically, would a mediocre white man worry about this? So next time you think, oh, I really should have done X, Y, and Z, or what if someone's thinking X, Y, and Z, just think, would a man be worried about this? And often you'll find yourself instantly relieved. The plan here will be focusing on filtering your expectations through a mediocre man mindset. This is not about man bashing. It's about getting perspective. You're looking for an ordinary role model to follow. You know, if you want to be brave, you think of someone you know who is brave and try to channel their thoughts. How many of the mums around you admit to being mediocre? My guess is most of them are like me, wearing my busy badge with pride and enjoying that feeling of being needed by being a martyr. We're not the role models you need for setting reasonable expectations. A coach can help you get that perspective. But what do you do on your own to recalibrate your thoughts? And chances are you're experiencing burnout because you have lost sight of what is reasonable and your overachieving is in overdrive. It's really hard to calibrate when you feel like you're never enough. So without denigrating men, let's learn to channel some of their lacy fair thinking. Let's use their measuring bar to measure our concerns and realize we can let go of perfect. There are several steps to creating a plan that can help you set up for success based on behavior change science. I provide a sample plan to get you started. You can adapt this or create your own, but filling in each step by hand or on the computer will bring you closer to knowing what you want to do and what it will take to get you there. You can also print out the whole plan or just focus on the reminders that you set up as part of the plan itself. You can download the plan from the episode website, drjacquelinecurd.com, or find it on my LinkedIn post. To start, it's important to set a goal that feels motivating related to a state that you want to achieve, that gives you an identity that you want for yourself. So the first response to submit is what I want to be. Here's the response for this week. What I want to be. I want to be able to let go of unreasonable expectations, to not feel so guilty about my choices, and to normalize making choices that put my interests first. I want to be able to interrupt my thinking and have a way of reducing my concern about my decision by assuming a more relaxed mindset. Being specific in each step helps. The next step gets into the details, the what. This is the action you want to take. So here's the response for this week. What? When I'm worried about a decision or an action to stop and consider, would a mediocre man feel guilty, concerned, or even think about this decision at all? Not to try to act like a man, but to use this filter to help me reduce the pressure I'm putting on myself to be perfect. The next few steps are key to the implementation plan. When you complete these details, it helps you create a plan that gives you enough detail and ideas to get you started. The when, where, with whom, for how long and how often helps you create the specifics of the goal. These details act as reminders when a certain time comes around, you do the new activity you're trying. You can also choose times and places that are anchored to something you do daily, like having a coffee 
then the act of drinking coffee reminds you to do the new behavior. Having a small goal is important. So these steps also help you keep it realistic. So here's the response for this week. When? How can you tell when you're letting unrealistic expectations or shoulds rule? When are you more likely to be concerned about what other people think? When do you ruminate on a decision you have made? When do you act out of guilt, not joy? What are your thoughts when you are worried? Identify these times as a first step to knowing when you need this mediocre filter. Where? Where do you let unrealistic expectations show up? Work, home, soccer practice, Instagram? Are there places where you feel greater expectation to perform to a level that leaves you feeling inadequate? Recognize those places and use them to cue you to use this mediocre filter. Or find the places where you can start to practice this before being in a place where the problem is bigger. With whom? Is there a certain someone that makes you feel less adequate? Is there someone who you always go all out for but are left feeling drained and not enough? Can you use the mediocre filter with this person and do less? Maybe you feel like you are only valued by people because you show up with 110%. Can you accept to show less and see what happens? Some people don't even notice. For how long each time? You may decide you want to apply your filter to all places, people, and occasions. Or you may decide to focus on the low-hanging fruit. Or you may decide to focus on the biggest problem areas. The main thing is to practice multiple times and potentially in multiple contexts to compare and contrast your success. The filter will not take long to apply if you catch the thought first. How often per week? Any habit that you perform several times a day starts to become more automatic more quickly as you have more opportunities to build the new neural pathways. I would set a goal of at least daily running your thoughts through a mediocre filter. For how many days or weeks? Try for two to four weeks if you're doing it daily and notice the difference it makes in your feelings. If it's helping you, keep going for another four to eight weeks. You may not need to keep using it if your expectations start to reduce across the board. Or you may have certain triggers where you need to reach for the filter again and again. So many of the details we just completed can be entered into a schedule or planner so that you have regular reminders. While you're developing a new habit, frequent reminders help keep the activity top of mind. So we need to think through other ways of setting up easy reminders. Here's the response for this week. Reminder. Your reminder should be tied to the places, people, and occasions where you need to use the filter. These should cue your behavior. Or anytime you catch yourself feeling guilty can act as a cue. How does guilt feel in your body? Where do you feel it? Can you recognize that feeling and use it to cue your thought filter? Adding a reminder in your calendar daily, at least at first, will also keep it top of mind. By this stage of the plan, you'll be starting to think about what is going to get in the way of you actioning this plan. A lot of resistance can arise. Try to put it all down so you can come up with ways to overcome these barriers. 
For now, we won't try to address them. We'll keep setting up parts of the plan that will give you the confidence you can master this new activity, and we'll address the barriers later. So here's the response for this week. Anticipated barriers. Forgetting may be a problem, especially given that feeling inadequate might be so ingrained. Knowing you should use the filter, but not yet accepting that value of mediocre. An important part of a successful goal is accountability. How will you keep yourself on track? We'll talk about tracking tools next, but having an accountability partner is a great way to get support for your goal. Here's the response for this week. Accountability. It would be great to have a male friend as your accountability partner on this goal. Someone that can put your concerns in perspective. Even possibly a male friend without kids who can really challenge your priorities. Many partners do expect less than we realize, and they do want their spouse to do less. So sharing your goal will help them see you are also trying to help yourself, and it might also prompt them to step up. Tracking is important to see if you're meeting your goal, to help you gain a sense of achievement and to help you adapt your goal as time goes on. There are lots of easy ways to keep track, and doing this also prompts you to keep doing the activity. It also serves as a reminder. So here's the response for this week. Tracking. You could use a little tally in your journal or calendar to see how often you are able to use this thought filter. The frequency is probably less important than acknowledging how empowering it feels and the relief you feel at letting go of the expectation and the guilt. Setting aside time to reflect back can help or taking a moment to feel the fears dissipate. Not everyone needs a reward for achieving their goal, but sometimes celebrating and acknowledging your achievements does help keep you motivated. If you don't need a specific reward, having a reminder of why this goal is important will help reinforce your ongoing efforts. So here's the response for this week. Reinforcement or reward. Acknowledging the difference in how you feel will be a great reinforcer and reward. Having more time for things you want to do than the things you think you should do is also an improvement that will support your continued use of this filter. Having a friend who reinforces that your less ambitious goals and actions are okay will be important. So now let's plan to overcome some of those barriers. Hopefully you have enough ideas about positive things you can do to support your goal that these barriers seem less influential now. But take each one and come up with a counter plan. While new barriers can arise at any time, realizing there are things you can do to counter them helps give you confidence to get started and resilience to keep going. Here's the response for this week. Overcoming barriers. Using the place, person, occasion cues or feeling cues will help you to remember because the situation will cue a reminder. This is to remember to use the filter. This process is anchoring your behavior to something you do regularly or you pay more attention to. You can also use daily reminders to help. Accepting being adequate might need some more help, especially if giving and helping is a core value for you. A coach can help give you perspective and permission, but your accountability partner will also be your permission slip if you can't write one to yourself. Finally, as your plan is outlined, you're likely to need help with some parts of it. We've already thought about an accountability partner and some goals will involve other people. 
Here you're thinking about the practical help you might need so that you can focus on your goal when you have planned to work on it. Here's the response for this week. Getting support. Who will give you permission to do less? This will be a key person to elicit support from. You will want them to help reinforce that your mediocre goals are entirely adequate. And once you start sharing that you're doing less, rather than sharing how much you are doing, you'll probably find many other mums are also willing to admit that they are also making compromises and you're not alone. So I know such a detailed plan may feel like a lot, but as a busy working mum, you probably know if it doesn't get scheduled, it won't happen on its own. Even spending time thinking about the plan will have solidified your resolve to work on it and you're more likely to succeed. I have used Lara's technique several times since our interview. I found it very helpful. When I think about volunteering at my kid's school, I ask, would a mediocre man feel guilty about this? No, so I shouldn't. When I think about getting takeout instead of a home-cooked meal, I ask, would a mediocre man feel guilty about this? No, so I shouldn't. When I think about saying no to my daughter when I want to go for a bike ride on my own, I ask, would a mediocre man feel guilty about this? No, so I shouldn't. It really is freeing. And as you probably noticed, my biggest enemy is guilt. And it really is true that men don't seem to feel this in the same way. It's often not even on their radar, hence why this filter works. You think about a typical man's behavior, and it doesn't include guilt-laden thoughts or actions. Another example, a fellow coach group member once mentioned, was the ability of her husband to just walk out the front door with a simple, I'll be back later. If we can start to feel comfortable doing these behaviors in the same way men do, it might help. Have to miss a meeting? Would a man provide an excuse or just reschedule? I remember the podcast Elizabeth Day in her book, How to Fail, described how she gained such a different perspective when she wrote a novel with her main character, a man. Yes, there are many expectations that are put on women. And when we behave in counter-stereotypical ways, we are penalized. But can we manage the expectations we put on ourselves by asking, would a man put these expectations on himself and give ourselves permission to be more mediocre? Good luck with your goal. Thanks so much for listening. You might have noticed in the intro that I mentioned being a TEDx speaker. This was such an amazing experience, and I'll be doing a mini episode about it in the coming weeks. Please view the talk on YouTube or contact me through my website, drjacquelinecur.com, and I'll send you the link when it's released. I also have a question for you. Does your company recognize the issues of burnout, but you haven't yet found the solutions that work to improve employee well-being and retain talent? If you think my approach to burnout could be helpful for your organization, please contact me through LinkedIn or my website. Remember, as a behavior change scientist, I'm satisfied with nothing less than real measurable behavior change. Not attitude change, not good intentions, not good PR. I deliver actionable solutions. As a TEDx and keynote speaker, I can provide an empowering talk to kickstart your efforts and get everyone on the same page because burnout requires individual organizational and cultural change. 
I can provide a strategic plan, target behaviors, and clear steps. If you already have external programs in place, I can provide a behavioral analysis and evaluation to see if they're really working. And if your company is demonstrating that it really cares through meaningful internal and external investments and regular assessments, but you're still struggling to implement policies and changes that have impact, I can help identify the roadblocks and provide a collaborative process to help you all make progress. My goal is to prevent burnout and empower working mums to keep changing the world. And please remember, burnout can be related to serious health problems. If you're experiencing physical or mental health symptoms, please contact a health provider or call the appropriate helpline. This podcast does not replace medical advice. Take care. You're a fighter Push the limits and see it You're already there Told you we going higher Ain't no stopping us We're going in for the win And we're gonna celebrate Then we're gonna do it all over again And we're gonna rock this place Cause this is our day Close your eyes, feel the pain.